Hey, hello. This is um, the Cast, and I'm Ike, and with me is my co-host, Chris. And uh, today we're going to be talking about some general entertainment stuff. Um, there's been some developments with the DC Universe that we're going to uh, talk about, look into, uh, do we like, do we not like, and... A huge spoiler for the second half is we are going to also talk about Dark. Uh, Some of you guys may recall this is a series on Netflix that we had spoken about um, a couple of times. And uh, the third and final season came out. So we're going to talk about our thoughts about it and and hope that you'll join in. And of course, uh, you know, also some of the more um, current things that uh, have caught our attention. I mean, so I mean, let's start with you know the the DC stuff that's popped up right recently, right? More and more like Snyder Cut news has popped up. More, um, uh, what are they? Just more like teasers have popped up, which are they really shift sort of the tone of what the movie is, don't they? Yeah, they do, and I'm really enjoying the teasers that are coming out. And here's the thing: is the teasers, it's like you have to like really dig for them for, for you to see them right they're not necessarily like you type into a youtube snyder trailers and it, it comes out no it doesn't it's almost like you have yeah, to connect the want, dots it's, it's always someone um, posting so something speak. on their instagram or their twitter right it's never it's like oh we're gonna yep. post this to yep. youtube we're gonna make it a big deal of it none of that uh, and so i mean the first yep. teaser that popped up was something that was put on to Zack Snyder's uh, social media and it was, uh, what was it? It was uh, Wonder Woman looking at uh, an image of Darkseid and then confirming that early Darkseid shows up in uh, the uh, Snyder Cut which was not at all in the movie. In fact I believe they only said the character's name once in the theatrical cut. Right? And I was like, this guy is the most important thing and you're not even like teasing him. You're not doing anything properly you have one guy say for dark side <laughs> right at right. some point i was like oh, is he gonna show up and then he never showed up i was like what the hell right you don't you don't end the first avengers movie without showing me thanos <laughs> you know right yeah i i agree with you i mean i think um i think the uh, well uh, we've we've said this before right that the movie that we got was not the movie that was intended and which is why there was there's just such a huge campaign to get the Snyder cut up right uh, and get that released and we're willing to accept the Snyder cut without any uh, any of the uh, the full finished product yeah. I mean I'd like right? to know where certain things were supposed to go yeah right like you know yeah there's a whole bunch of things I wanted to see what was going to happen with. Like they teased in BBS the nightmare, and yeah. in Batman vs Superman the nightmare was teased. I, it's like all right, and the Flash showed up. It's like all right, but we've now gotten this team together because of this nightmare, right? Are they going to now deal with it? Are they going to say that we've averted right. the nightmare? Are they going to hint to the fact that the nightmare is still going to come, right? Right, all of that, like yeah. none of that was was dealt with in the Justice League movie. I was like, okay, that's all right. That's one thing. Right, and um, let's just cut to one of the trailers that just got released um, this past week. You're seeing that nightmare revisited again 
through the lens of um yeah of um, cyborg. yeah in, in in the right? most recent uh, sort of teaser i think i think it was the actor who plays cyborg yeah. who put it out right it's um yeah when when okay. he uh, yeah. just connects up with uh, the kryptonian ship that's another thing i need to get to as well uh because that's a yeah. thing that i want i want clarified um but when he connects to the the kryptonian ship uh, in metropolis he gets a vision of things to come things that have happened everything right um and that's right. because yeah. you know he's he, you know he's got he's part mother box and the mother box is, is essentially a part of a god right so mm-hmm. he's got he's he's got that advantage so right well, here, here's the thing: is we knew when it, um, Justice, Justice League had come out that there was reshoots that had been done by Josh Whedon when he was brought in to finish the project. But um, I think what's coming out is that there are so many, so much, a much larger, you know, piece of the movie had been reshot. Well, so. Than initially that we thought, and I think when you see the movie, you can almost see what is Snyder and what is Whedon, and it didn't so, meld. Yeah, it, it, one that was conflicting styles, but the styles were not just conflicting within the movie, just but yeah. within the whole of the DC universe. Justice League felt it feels out of place. It's like there's something weird. There's also really weird, you know, humor that makes sense in a Joss Whedon '90s sort of thing. Right, you know mm-hmm. that when you find out that behind the scenes right. a lot of people didn't like it, or uh, I, I know the actor who played Cyborg is is talking a lot of stuff about Joss Whedon, right, in terms of professionalism or bullying yeah. or or things like that on set. Right, what right. can I say? It's it's one of those strange things. Joss Whedon is getting pulled through the mud right now uh, for his personal life, so you know he he's not had a good year. <laughs> his year is only getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what's going on in his personal life. I wasn't happy with uh, the product that I he I mean, put one up. of the things, I know why, like, he didn't put his name on it. Because, you know, according to the Director's Guild, if you do the principal photography, right, you're the you're the director, right? It doesn't matter if there's three shoots later. Mm-hmm. So Zack Snyder's name has to be on it no matter what. But, you know, I don't know if it was a lot of, you know, pressure from the studio or if it was something else or this or that, right? But... You know what they reshot was so significant, right? That there's yeah, not really yeah. any scenes in the movie where Superman doesn't have a strange thing going on with his face because they're getting rid of the mustache. Mm-hmm. In every right. scene of the movie, there's a weird Superman face thing going on. And I go, like, there's no way that you know they reshot everything with Superman, right? And yeah, then when you yeah. hear that they reshot practically just everything, like ninety percent of that movie is reshoots, right? Yeah. Where people in the shot, and and, and it, it some of the the writing is so dumb. Where it's like you know Batman's going around, you know trying to find people, and then they're just announcing plainly that he's Batman. But yeah. that's a reshoot, right? It, right. There's, there's there's a lot of weird stuff that that movie has in it, which you know just uh, ugh, it doesn't really gel. It doesn't work, right? I want to see them go back to the original. I want I want. I don't necessarily want some grim, dark, you know, thing to occur. Like, you know, everyone's general complaint about the DC universe is how dark it is. Yeah. Right. I don't necessarily want that, but I'm not opposed to it because that was essentially his vision 
in the first place, right? Showing a universe that is not constrained. Like, you know, a lot of Man of Steel, a lot of Batman versus Superman has real world figures like Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and other like commentators, you know, speculate on the idea of what, what it is, you know, what the Superman is. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and everything like that. There was, there was this huge component in there which you wouldn't find in a normal movie. No one is questioning, right, you know, what is Captain America's importance in this in this future, right? Should, should you know, somebody from, you know, World War II now be allowed to do extrajudicial stuff, right? Right? Or why does mm-hmm. one billionaire have, the techno- have this super technology which allows for almost near unlimited power, right? Right. right. Uh, all right? You know, like, yeah. Or why is there, like, you know, a, a green dude who hulks out and then wrecks up an entire, you know, southern nation? Right? It's just, they right. never, like, they don't deal with consequences in the Marvel Universe very well, and they ensure that there's not many consequences to deal with, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, all that being said, it's like, none of that was in Justice League. Where's the consequence that I was looking for? Right. Uh, but, you know, the, this new Snyder, Snyder Cut stuff is, is good, and there's also some really good news that, that's popped up as well. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh yeah, um, looks like Ben Affleck is back. Oh um, yeah, you would mention that. That's I really enjoyed his Batman, and I was did when he said that he's hanging up the 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 power and going to be playing him anymore. So I'm glad that. How do you think that's going to play out? I mean, he comes back. So he's coming back right now, definitely for the Snyder Cut. You know, they're definitely going to have to either because whenever there's an, reshoots, generally, generally speaking, they're about continuity, right? It's like you put things together, and you're like, oh yeah. shoot, there's like, it's like this scene makes no sense, or the continuity in the scene is wrong. It's like, oh crap, what did we do? Right? All right, we got to quickly go back and reshoot this scene, right? And it's usually some right. scene that they already have it, but you know, there's something wrong with the continuity, or there's something wrong. Or like, oh, I see something in the scene. This this messed it up. That's what a reshoot is generally for, right? Sometimes uh, it's for yeah. you know essentially full on plot changes, right? Like you know just full on right. changes of the story. But sometimes it's not you know changes at all. Sometimes it's them going like, all right, this scene we thought it worked initially. We need to redo it. It doesn't it doesn't work currently. So that's what they're doing mm-hmm. in the current state of reshoots for Justice League. Uh, but additionally, they're also adding stuff more, mainly because um, right now we're unsure of how it's going to be, like, the style in which it's going to be released, right? Uh, like, it's just right. really going to come out as a movie. Is it going to come out as, you know, a Hateful Eight style, you know, four episode, uh, you know, thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how is it going to come out is, is the question for myself. Um, and if it comes out as a as an episodic thing, they might add more. If it comes out as a movie, they might, you know, not really. It could be more like an extended cut thing. It all depends. And so that's the nature of the reshoots that we're going to get. And because of that, we're getting Ben Affleck back because they need him to either fix something or do something new, right? Yeah. I mean, part right. of it, like part of the re- reshoots that Whedon did, you have, you know, essentially Ben Affleck going, "I'm too old for this. Right? I need to quit." Right. Right. And I see that yeah. as very advantageous. I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's let's deal with you know 
you know, Superman going, sorry, Batman going like, all right, he has to quit. We got to do this sort of stuff. Let's keep him in the forefront, right? Let's keep the idea that Ben Affleck still exists. But more importantly, if if this contract also includes future stuff, right, I can see them bringing Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck in to the Flash movie, right? And then using the Flash movie then to change out the character. I see it to change out many characters uh, if they need to, right? Say if uh, Henry Cavill decides, hey, do you know what? Uh, all this hassle of me trying to be, you know, Superman, I'm just going to quit. That's another good moment to, to change out characters, right? Not even characters, right. but change out um, actors playing the characters using the Flashpoint event, right, to just change the whole universe. That's That's a very clever way for them to get it done, and... Ben Affleck being part of it would be great. The other news, which was sort of big, is that they're they've approached Michael Keaton to sort of be like the uh, Nick Fury of this universe. Uh, 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 you know, his version of Batman from '89 to exist in his own universe and then interact with the main universe. Now that's just yeah, cool. and I'm really yeah, that blew my mind too. Uh, you know, he he's the one who started this whole. Batman <laughs> DC universe, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's the first uh, incarnation of it. Yeah, and, well, Super- uh, yeah. Four, you know, in the seventies, I think that Batman eighty, like yeah. Superman, I think was a one-off. It's like, oh wow, the Superman movie, you know, that Superman two came out, and then the rest went downhill, right? Yeah. And yeah. then it just peters out. No one really cares about superheroes. But Batman eighty nine is 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 you know one of those early proto superhero movies that was great. It's like Batman eighty nine, Dark Man, The Crow. Those are all early superhero films that, for the most part, work, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, you know they they just work. Some you know it's a little campy, sure, but you know it works. Um. And so bringing back Michael Keaton and and especially works in the DC continuity sense because. It's all DC more than say Marvel is about its its multiverse, right? Marvel has the yeah. has the existence of a multiverse and their pseudo time travel, you know, way around it, which kind of works and kind of doesn't, you know, like that. That's what they have. That's one yeah. thing I'm telling you right now, like the multiverse with a long established history of DC characters, right? Yep. Uh, law and, and actors who played DC characters. I would love it if they were like, hey, listen, we need to, it's like everyone bring in, you know, like we got to bring in all the Batman. He's like, what do you mean? It's like all, every single one of them. Christian Bale, you're coming in now. <laughs> all right. Michael Keaton. That would be in. so cool if they had like a complete Batman. Uh, they had a Batman movie with all the different iterations of Batman so far. Exactly. Like literally just like the multiverse of Batman coming together to figure out a problem. Right. Yeah. Um, because Here's the thing, like Batman, whenever they do his movies, they always stick to, you know, the very, very crime, gritty, you know, it's, it's, they're gritty crime dramas, right? Realistically yeah. speaking, they're crime dramas or they're, or they're, you know, origin stories, right? They, they try to bring it down to some sort of, you know, believability and realism. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, that's what they essentially try to do. And, it's a good idea. Personally, it's like, all right, we can take this, you know, character, you know, and we can make it more relatable. You know, it's like, it's a, it's just, he has no powers. That's one of the things, that's what it comes down to. But, you know, they always neglect his intelligence. 
right? As as a character trait, you know, Batman's supposed to have crazy intelligence, right? And having a whole bunch mm-hmm. of these characters together, sharing their intelligence to do a bigger threat than just say, you know, some guy was with a whole bunch of guns and 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 an army of goons, right? That would right. be an interesting sort of take. I know, I understand that the the take that they're taking for the Robert Pattinson uh, Batman film, the Batman, right, is um, mm-hmm. a more of a detective story. Uh, it's going to be more based on the comic uh, book, The Long Halloween. Um, and The Long Halloween, uh, in terms of a comic, um, it it really is The Long Halloween is a mystery, but it really goes through like all the the known iterations of of, of different Batman villains all at once, right? It's sort of like Batman going through the list, going like, who could it be? Could it be this guy? You know, it's not, it's not this guy. Could it be Two-Face? No, it's not. Could it be Penguin? That's essentially what the Long Halloween is, right? It's, it's a good good old tour right. of all all the top, you know, Batman villains. It's a good way to start off a whole new whole new sort of Batman mythos with a new, with a new uh, actor, you know, portraying the character. I think yeah. that's good. Um, but with that in mind, imagine Pattinson, Bale, Keaton, and Ben Affleck literally just all together going, what the hell do we do? And they're all Batman at different levels of age and experience. <laughs> right? Michael Keaton being the freaking granddaddy, OG Batman. If they want to do Michael Keaton really proud and do it really good, imagine a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton. That would be mm-hmm. perfect. Like, he'd yep. play old Batman perfectly. You know, apart from that, um, yeah. Uh, apart from that, you know, there's not really uh, any other big news when it comes to the DC universe. But what what they do have, I, I, I'm currently enjoying. I want to see where they go with this. I want to see them expand. You know, the the scope of what you know they would normally do. Right. I just I, I want to see where they yeah. go with this. I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be, and I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of um, source material um, that they can use as inspiration for. What material would how... you like to see adapted? Like, if you want to see like a, a solo, like let's let's start solo stuff because this is going to be a little bit, you know, geeking yeah. out and sort of fan casting it, right? But I, I think it's sort of important to like list some of the like stories that we'd love to see adapted uh, in some way. Like, I'll give an example. So, oh, well, you go first, actually, if you got some. Okay. <laughs> okay, I do, actually. So, uh, one ones that I like to get explored is where um, Bruce Wayne is the one that gets shot, and he's the one who dies, and his father is the one who becomes Batman, and his mom the Joker. And so, it's the parents conflict with each other they're you know they both went in two divergent directions at the death of their child i would love to see something like that that i think would be really cool uh do i play it i i don't know i think you know the um the actress that um that they had playing the mom um she's uh, she's also from um the walking dead yeah. She, I think, should keep her as the, as the, as as Martha Wayne. Uh, I I think 
because I think she's a really good actress and I think she'd be able to pull it off really well. Right. Um, In terms of the dad, um, I haven't really, you know, given who would play a really dad. I mean, I liked, I liked the actor that played the, you know, um, the dad, uh, Thomas Wayne. I liked the actor in the, the, um, I'm going to resume. Christopher it, Nolan yeah. movies? Yeah. The oh, Christopher Nolan Christopher. movies. Oh, you do like... Do you remember who the actor... Do you remember Linus, who is that? Linus Roche? I think his name is Linus Roche. Yeah. Yeah. He's a British actor. Yeah. Um, yes. He's a British actor. I liked him. So, you know... But, I, I mean, I think he would be too... He would be too old to play him now. But, I, I mean, I, I think that's one um, one story arc that I would, I would see. Yeah, so that's the sort of that's the sort of like Batman side of the Flashpoint story arc, and yeah. in Batman vs Superman they had Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, the, from Walking Dead, also the guy who played Negan, right? Uh, they yeah. had him playing Thomas right. Wayne, and Je- Jeffrey Dean Morgan played the comedian in Watchmen. He's that guy can get himself you know nice and jacked up real easy. He's got like that superhero jawline already, right? Like uh, like that. Right. You know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan would play a great Thomas Wayne, you know, the the Batman with the gun, you know, the Flashpoint, you know, raging Batman. And then, of course, his wife as the Joker yeah. is, is genius as well, right? That would be a good one. Right. And that would be interesting. I know, unfortunately, they're not going to focus so, like, heavily on... They should, but they they, they won't focus heavily on that in the, the Flashpoint tale, even though there is rumor that Jeffrey Dean Morgan it has been approached for Flashpoint. Okay. And that's another uh, movie that I'm really looking forward to is Flashpoint. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, th- there's a couple of, like, like for Superman, I feel that they haven't really delved into the emotional baggage of him being truly alone, right? They they, they sort of show it, kind of, but they don't really, de- they've never really delved into it, into the idea of what his loneliness is, right? And yeah. despite all that, how chipper he is. There's this great story called "For the Man Who Has Everything," right? Um, yeah. And the story for the man who has everything is essentially just Wonder Woman and Batman bringing Superman a present, <laughs> right, for his birthday, right? And yeah. so, but yeah. and they go, like, "What did you get him?" And they go, "Like, I don't know." It's like, how do you give? How do what? What present do you give the man who has everything, right? Uh, but while this is going on, mm-hmm. essentially, Superman is is stuck you know, trapped in his, you know, in his own mind by an enemy that's tricking him into believing that Krypton isn't destroyed and whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, Justice League Cartoon did a did a take on this, which was really excellent. Uh, yeah, and I'm... He has not seen Justice League, the animation series, really should, because they're... they're yeah, people, you know, sometimes... Uh, animation it's not really adult but i it's really well that dc really um knocks it out of the park when it comes to their animation series as well as their uh, animation movies oh yeah I, I mean i would argue that you know batman the animated series superman the animated series justice league justice league unlimited batman beyond oh that, oh yeah batman beyond yeah that era of bruce tim and paul dini you know yeah coming together and creating you know the, the this magnum op- like those guys changed so many dc characters for the better and no one realizes like mr freeze was given a great freaking like, like his his current iteration 
has was created because of the cartoon show going like, all right, well, you know, we're going to change him up. He's not necessarily a bad guy. He's, you know, he doesn't like freeze people. He's got this motivation. He's got this sort of thing, right? To, you know, uh, his wife. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a change of the character. They created the character of Harley Quinn, right? Right. You know, Harley Quinn, the character, was created, you know, by these two. And and now she's got her own movie and Margot Robbie's just, you know, killing it on that. Uh, lucky for Margot Robbie that the pandemic did what it did. You know, Birds of Prey ended up making a, a ton of money because of it. <laughs> Uh, the only <laughs> one that got to make a lot of money that and bad boys right um yeah no no there was a, uh, like th- those shows did a lot and they were every single one of those shows built on the other one both in terms of the plot and in terms of uh you know storytelling right just yep. just getting better and better and better you know starting with batman ending with justice league unlimited um I mean, even now, the current slate of DC, you know, animation is is great. I mean, they did their they from they did a, a Flashpoint Paradox movie that was animated that was very good, right? Yeah, yeah. They it was... did, um, you know, they, and they kept on, you know, continuing on from that. It was pretty good. Um, not to mention the show Harley Quinn animated show is out now, and that is really good. Okay, so I haven't. Um... I haven't watched that yet. I'm looking forward to it. Um, that right, might so be one of my, that, you know, binge-worthy weekends uh, to do. So I, I want to... All right, very, very crazily, very, very simply. It's a 26-episode, uh, two seasons with 26 episodes total. Yeah. Right? Uh, they came out very quickly. You're, you're going to get through this very well. And unlike other shows, it's not really Freak of the Week-ish. It's very... It, the plot builds upon itself. Okay. Uh, and the characters just work. Uh, it's one like they're ver- like they go brutal but hilarious. They go funny but kind of like disgusting. They go. It, it's really good. It's all good. It's all great. Their version of characters. Their version of of Lex Luthor. Their version of of Superman. Of Scarecrow. Of Bane. All of it is intentionally supposed to be satirical or funny or or like. Just, Playing with the character in a way that that changes it up, it, it's a do you want, it's a, an amazing take on the whole thing, you know. Uh, I wish I could spoil it, but uh, the, the thing we're going to spoil should be the next thing. Yeah. Oh, you want to introduce? Okay. It? <laughs> well. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Thinking about and uh, and stuff yeah so we're going to um shift now to uh, away from the dc world and we're going to shift into huge spoilers 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 um alert 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 i if you have not seen the third season of dark stop now um if you're one of those where spoilers don't really spoil for you you continue to um we're going to be talking about dark the third season and where I have to say that first four to five season I was like what the F is happening because really? <laughs> I couldn't well no because I couldn't like because it's so, you know, at the end of, let's just, uh, just like um, summarize, at the end of season two, we know that alternate Martha comes 
and takes right into we don't know where but yeah we picks up immediately for for us that uh, martha takes jonas to her world in order to prevent the apocalypse from happening in her world right and so now that now we see okay what is not and um it's really clever the way they um, shift between the different worlds and I will admit the first time they did it I was wrong with my eyes because <laughs> okay? so I was like am I seeing that right and I, I kept really quiet because I've been having some eye issues with my right eye so I thought my eye was acting up uh-huh. but it's actually the the whole whole thing but um so now we're seeing Martha's world and Martha is the Jonas of her world, if that makes sense, right? Because um, I mean, Jonas doesn't go back. There is Jonas, so I don't know. Is that why she's able to travel into his world, or he's able so, to travel into his world because one doesn't exist there? No, no. Uh, I think. I don't think that the, the, the traveling is the problem. I think anyone can travel at any point. That's not the issue. I think that what it is is that every world's the way that they interact with time, yeah. right, is different, right? Mm-hmm. So the world that we've been watching this whole time, Jonas, you know, we'll call it the Jonas world, right? Yeah. Right. The Jonas world used time in a way that was backwards, forwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's all it was for them. It yeah. was backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. It, it's a knot. It, this is just what it is. Yeah. Um, but for, for Marta, it's not backwards and for, forwards. In her world, it's side to side. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like their, their, their time travel. It's not backwards and forwards. It's to alternates. Right? It, it's, it's, it, it's a different kind of, of technology that they use. Their apocalypse is, is, is different. Right? They're, they're, the, everything about it is just slightly different, which allows them to have different technology. Uh, and their technology is not about time travel. It's about universe jumping and using that to their own advantage, mm-hmm. which, which I thought was a clever way to do it. It's like, all right, listen, you know, the rules can't be the same for everybody. Some people, yeah. you, know, apl- you know, use things completely different, right? Like yeah. the rules in yeah. the universe don't necessarily apply to the other. Um, and very, very smartly, they, they kept on focusing us on Jonas World and then Martha World, right? Kept our focus on there. While the whole time going like, you're forgetting something, you're forgetting something. And they're like, no, I'm not. No, there's two worlds, I get it. You're, you're not going to trick me. And then it goes like, no, you moron. What's the rule of this show? And the rule of the show yeah. is three, right? Yeah, yeah. The, like, the rule of the show is beginning, middle, end, seasons one, two, three, past, present, future, Right, mm-hmm. that is the rule, and so the uh, the additional three that they threw into the mix was not one universe with Jonas or the other with Marta, but a third one with right, you know, and a third universe, and it's like well, and the third universe is without both. Yeah, right. And I have to say, um, Chris, I don't know if you had the same, but I didn't clock on until really almost to the end <laughs> where we were going with this 
right? Because I mean, it just seems what, like it was like a constant cycle. You're yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, to be very fair, the, the, the show is about the bootstrap paradox, right? And the, the yeah. bootstrap par- paradox is very, very simply that, you know, um, you, you know, you go back in time, you cause something which then, you know, which then caused something in your own past, right? Your own future caused something in your own past. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's very strange, and um, time travel inherently has that problem. I the best bootstrap paradox story there was until they kind of ruined it with its sequel was Terminator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The first Terminator film is a good example of a bootstrap paradox where someone goes back in time. Right. They go back in time to defend. You know somebody so that you know the the leader of an uh, of a of a people can be born yeah, right yeah yeah with and they're sent back by that leader right what they don't realize is that leader sent back essentially his own father to to you know create him right that's right that's what bootstrap gets it gets crazier and crazier and crazier and like terminator dark relies on the bootstrap paradox for its family tree yeah and I don't know who said it, but they said it perfectly. Dark is an Alabama family tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good analogy. Um, yeah, it's like everyone is connected. And it, it, was, um, it was really crazy um, how um, everything tied in. Yeah. No, the way everything tied in was, was great. Yeah. Okay, so do we want to do? Were you? Uh, I mean, I, I we um I did not see the ending coming, but I was happy with the. I wasn't. I was satisfied with it. I wasn't necessarily happy with it because for me, the most tragic character in all of this is Jonas Conwald, right? The I'm at I'm at a separate thing. Jonas Jonas is tragic, but the other person to me who's tragic is Noah. Yeah, I yeah, that's the second right. year. I was, yeah, I totally well, agree. All of them, both of them are tragic. So Adam, Eve, Marta, uh, Jonas, Noah, Bartos. I know all these names are coming out. I was like, who are these people? Spoiler, huge spoiler. They're, they're all you know the important characters, right? Um, right. Every single one of these characters inherently is tragic because they're trapped in a loop of in which that they their free will is gone. Yeah. Right. That's the nature of, you know, the 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 bootstrap paradox, the, the the circle, the infinity knot that it creates, is one that strips you of your free will. Yeah. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Is that it doesn't exist. It's either fate or destiny. You know, it's 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 things beyond your control. Right. And if you think you can try to break it, like I remember there was, a, there was that great scene in season three. Uh, he tries to Jonas tries to hang himself. Yeah. Right, he he goes like, all right, time to time to hang myself. I'm going to end it. It's going to be fine, right? He can't. Someone busts in, stops him, and then that person gives him a gun and says, "Try to shoot yourself." And yeah. every time he pulls the trigger, nothing happens. He takes the same. The, the wall goes off. He goes yeah. like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like you're already in this universe. You've seen your older self. You know, the cycle is set. Yeah. Right. He goes like. And the show has always been about trying to find the loophole to the cycle, the thing that that the thing that allows an event to change. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I would argue fundamentally 
that when it comes to the bootstrap paradox, when it comes to, to dark, yeah, it's always about a lack of knowledge. Somebody is missing a piece of key information that they think will fix everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or that they think will, or they're missing some key information that, you know, they need to fix everything. And in turn, they cause their own problem. Yeah. Uh, that was the, you know, main thing with season one, with season two, it's always about causing, you know, it's always about people causing the, the, the creation of the cycle, even when they think they're destroying it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. They're just adding to it. That is the reality of, of what the cycle is, is that, you know, everyone is bound to it, whether they believe it or not. Some people willingly, some people unwillingly. Right. And Jonas is an unwilling character. He's sort of like in this whole thing. And then he watches himself get turned into what he is. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, that malformed thing that he becomes is, is him falling apart. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's the fall of a good person to, you know, impossibility. Noah's the same thing. He was a fairly decent person all the way we see him. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then his daughter goes missing and then he, he has to do some horrible shit in order to find her. And that's the reality. And of course, when he realizes where his daughter was, when he realizes, you know, like early, you know, in the show, it's like all the things that he's done, he goes to confront the man who's betrayed him and then he dies for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It, it's one of those, it, it's, it's like, it was such a tragic, like, it was tragic when he died, but when you further delve into his story, you see what his life was. Yeah. It's even more. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, you know, you go like all of these people. And then of course the, the, you know, the biggest loophole that they, that they used was whenever the apocalypse happened, you know, that's usually uh, an, an inflection point where you can make a change. Yeah. Right. And that was a very clever writing. Like, all right, right here, this is where you can make a change. This is where multiple events can, can spin off from each other. This is where, this is where we can do crazy impossible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then of course and then the character of Claudia, right? Just just perfect. Right. It's it's we've always been rolling Adam and Eve, but we never thought about the you know the third one because the rule of three always applies. Right. And we and that's right. For season one and two, they've um, they were very clever in us not making that connection. And even um in season three like i said i was just like just keeping track of all of the relationships and you know all of the different divergent paths right it was like am i keeping this straight and and you eventually come to the realization hang on okay the stuff that we were seeing in the beginning that's actually not what we thought it was Okay, and I know that sounds very circular because I, we haven't given some spoilers here, but I don't want to completely ruin it for anybody. Uh, but I, I think Dark's one of those shows that you can go back and watch again. It doesn't get old because you pick up when you see it again, right? Like I'm looking forward to now watching it. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, my brother hasn't watched three it. seasons together. Yeah, my brother hasn't watched right. it, so I'm going to go through it with him. And th- here's the thing: the show is so expertly crafted that 
every season goes to get goes with it like a puzzle piece, right? Yeah. Just add on to it, and nothing feels, in my opinion, out of place or unearned, right? Or, or just can like, I'm not going to say things won't be confusing because they are, but the reason why they're confusing is because you haven't made a connection in your head yet that they haven't explicitly said, even though they've given you the information for it. Right. Which is why if you watch having watched it all three seasons, when you go back to watch the first episode, um, you know, you're going to pick up on things that were, they were very obvious. For example, first opening scene, uh, scene, right? It had all of the pictures. In fact, they showed everything in the first scene. But we're just like, we don't understand. Because we hadn't yeah. we hadn't introduced, right? Dealt with the characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we see we see pictures of people. We don't understand the context of who these people were. Right. Right? Who these people are, who the pictures are. Yep. Right? right? Like I remember like the, they had three pictures of three different people. I was like, all right, what's the point of this? It's the same person yeah. from different points in the world. I was like, all right, clever. Uh, you know, it's like showing you the the, the change and then the web that connects. Right. Oh, that was one web. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like, we dealt with that one web, and then in season three, they're like, all right, time to flip the web, the other side. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, interesting. Now we got that side. Right? And then... Right. Now to add to the third. Right. And the thing with the third one, when it comes to the interconnected web, you're actually going back and forth between the the different um, worlds, right? So you have Marta's world and you have Jonas's world and you're literally going back and forth. Like what happens in Marta's world, you'll see how that connects to Jonas's world in order for it to continue. So season three deals with the infinity loop, right? Um, From Marta's world. Yeah. And, you know, the infinity loop with the bootstrap <laughs> paradox. It's like, what? But yeah, they were very smart um, in how they tied yeah. it all together. And like I said, you may not necessarily be happy with it, but you were extremely satisfied with it because it made sense. Like, yeah. And, you know, some other show that shall not be named. <laughs> That. I'm not screw that. I'm gonna name okay. it. All right, and shame must be real. Shame, Game of Thrones. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I still defend the ending of Game of Thrones, right? But I defended on you weren't gonna get anything better than this, right? I go like nothing is going to make Bran, you know, the character who got pushed out of a, you know, window in season one, yeah. and then him as king. Nothing's gonna make that make sense. And when the book comes out and he's not king on the Iron Throne, or the, the book is completely different than the ending that we got. I'm just saying it. George R.R. R. Martin gave them a, an ending. It turned out very bad, and he's going to flip the script now. Hmm. Well, I hope he does, okay? Because I was not happy with that. Not I with was that. very unhappy with and John Snow. We live in the era where, yeah, we live in an era where a lot of impossible things are occurring, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they would ever remake the final season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I actually signed a petition for the release of the Snyder Cut. Okay, I have not 
signed any petition for a um you know a re-imaging of the last season i think up to the death of the night king yeah was good um you know and i agree with a lot of the criticism that that one um, episode was extremely dark. You really couldn't see anything. The visuals were not, but you also get it was it was dark. It's just we lost, I think, a lot in how dark it was. And so if they can maybe lighten it, that would be helpful. But after they defeated the Night King, I think everything else was like stupid. Like, how could she? How could they forget? about um, Euron Greyjoy, right? Uh, how could they, how could she be like, she's, yeah. her, she's already seen one of her um, dragons die, right? No, but, they, they but, said it so she kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. It's like, huh? Kind yeah, of like, forgot. How, how can you kind of Wait. forget? It's there's a huge alliance down south, which is which is dangerous. How can you forget that? Yeah, no. Uh, there's a lot of it that doesn't make any sense, especially because you go like, hey, we should attack King's Landing first. No, we should, you know, we need Cersei's help. She never helped us out. Let's go attack King's Landing now, right? And then, oh, King's Landing explodes. I'm going to have a character shift, and I'm just going to become an evil tyrant well, so out of nowhere. Here, here's the thing: is I disagree with that. Uh, she was, uh, you know, she became an evil tyrant out of nowhere, because if you look at everywhere she's went under the guise of liberation, she has. Been... Sure, but you know. It's one of those things that it goes like, I'm not going to burn the city down. And then you burn the city down. And it's like, homie, it's like, where's your consistency here? Right? I get it. Like, like the character yeah, herself. She's burnt, the, she's burnt other cities before. This is not new. Yeah. I, again, I don't think. Been, yeah. I don't they think... said it in the thing, right? Like, when she burned this, you know, it was like, oh, we agreed because they were the slavers. Yeah. When she did this, we agreed because they, you know, you know they, they were this. When she did this, we agreed, right? At what point do we not agree? And I go like, well, this is the point. It's like, you know, she burnt the entire city down. And I go like, homie, you were fine with her doing it everywhere else. It's not like King's Landing's innocent. Yeah. Right? right. It's a, you know, you know, Ned Stark died there. That city needs to be raised to nothing. Right. Right? The Whatever. The point being is that show, it didn't follow through with its promise. It didn't follow through with its, with its, with its concept and its mm-hmm. potential. Yep. And its ending was unsatisfactory. And more importantly, it ruined the journey that it took to get to the ending. Yeah. Cause you know what? I do not, I, it was a great show up to that point. And I can't make myself, every time I see anything which is GOT related, I'm just like, Ugh, really? <laughs> I know how it's going to end, right? Um, I'm going to pivot back to Tark. That doesn't happen with Tark. <laughs> You're like, wow. Exactly. They... And I can't wait. Let me absorb everything I've seen. Um, and then I can't wait to go back and watch it. Because it's one of those where you can continue to watch it over and over again. Oh, absolutely. You, you definitely could watch it over and over again. 
and um, yeah. you'll find something new every time, right? Something that you miss, some piece of information that, oh, wow, I should have seen it earlier. I'm an idiot, <laughs> right? A lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, why didn't I pay attention? Why didn't I do it? It was right there, right? <laughs> why didn't I make the right, connection? Yeah, yeah. Um, what can I say? I was a big fan of the show Lost, uh, including its ending, um, mainly because I have a simple rule. If you can't answer the question, at least give me closure. Yeah. And I'm going to say it. Dark I think they did both. both. Yeah, Dark did both. It answered the question and it gave it closure, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not left with like we were in the game of with game of Thrones, like what after all that? <laughs> so disappointed. Um, but uh, yeah. So dark, definitely watch it. Season three nails it, gives us the closure that we want. Um, they were. They did an amazing job, and you can tell they really thought about the whole story arc. I, you know what, to be a fly on the wall with the writer's discussion with that. Okay, I mean, like every moment in dark, you just try to figure out, like, what at what point did they just sort of like, oh, that's the point where you're like, yes, they've they've done it, you know, they figured it out, right? Yeah, that was like. There's a million moments where, like, how 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 are they going to change it, right? It's like, how are they going to fix? Right. This? How are they going to explain this? I'm so confused. Yeah, I get it. Now. How are you going to stop it from happening? Right? Exactly. How are they going to avoid the apocalypse? So yeah, I I agree with you. Um, great, great show. Yeah. Um, we've got about uh, we've got a handful of minutes left, so um. Do we want to just talk about what we're looking forward to? Sure. I mean, uh, today yeah. on the uh, on the on July fourth, uh, Hannah came out, right? Did it come out today? Yeah, uh, literally. Uh, when I came down, uh, I saw someone watching it uh, at my house. So I was like, "Oh, Hannah's out. Perfect." <laughs> Great, because I have been looking forward to Hannah season two. So in. Yeah, you guys missed out on that episode. Hannah is a um, it's a show that was created by Amazon Studios, so it's available on Prime, Amazon Prime, and it takes the character from the movie Hannah and explores explores her her growth um, throughout season one, from her being a baby. Being uh, raised in isolation um, by her father, and I say father in quotes, and uh, once they're found out by the secret government agency, how uh, they separate, and um, just how Hannah learns to learns to work in the world that exists outside of what she knew, right? Um, so, and it it's it's really kick ass. <laughs> It has one of my yeah. uh, favorite actors in there. And Chris, I know that you really enjoy him too. I think he's always spot on. Um, yeah. And that's um, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. Right. That, that guy. Yeah. Him and his super <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it also has, you know, his 
co-actor from another series that he did, The Killing, um, Marielle uh, Enos, who is again yeah. great in this as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean think, that yeah. one was all of it. All of it was good. Do you want Hannah was a good show. It definitely built on the promise of of, of the film that it was uh, based on. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, Hannah is a good one to to watch now. Um, I I think I remarked this to you uh, earlier, but uh, the the show Devs uh, on Hulu it uh, it's completely done. Uh, okay. It was this it was this great sort of limited series, uh, and I don't really give I don't want to give really any spoilers to it, but uh, that one was very good. Devs. Um, okay. What else? I will. There? Um, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, one, it's um, one I came across. I haven't seen it yet, uh, but it's uh, it's a Polish um, okay, and it's um, it's called The Woods, and uh, again, it's one of those crime dramas, uh, and um, it's about um, it's about a prosecutor. It, it's it's about a prosecutor who, whose sister had been, who has, whose sister had disappeared about 25 years earlier, and then the, there's a body that's been to his sister's disappearance, and that's all I know about it. But what I saw of it looked really, really good. So I'm looking forward to the woods. It's a mystery, and I love those. Okay, it's yeah. gotten a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's got a really good um, rating as well yeah um so that's one that i'm looking forward to uh, we'll pick up on it um and you know once we've seen it um to let you know yeah it is worth it or if it's not worth it but yeah. i think you have might... you uh have you seen the boys on amazon i have i've seen season one and i think season two is coming out right yeah in september so a little bit of a while away but nevertheless that was another great show the boys Yes, it was. It was a bit harsh, but yes, it was. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's harsh and gross, but, you know, I feel like their version of how to, you know, their, essentially their take on those classic DC characters was very, very smart, right? I believe The Boys was a DC property, wasn't it? Yes, I think it was. I believe it was. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it does something very well by by taking these DC established characters stretching them to their logical extremes in terms of megalomania or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah what the... And the rest of the world. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's what can I say? I thought it was a very clever show and I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a clever show. It was good. I'm looking forward to season two. Thankfully, you know, that we are getting, uh, we are getting shows that had, uh, before um, the pandemic hit. I think we're going to see the impact of it probably next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the advantage that we have is that one, things aren't getting made, right? Yeah. But all the things that were made, um, unless it was, you know, as movies are being pushed back. So we're going to get content, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know when the lull will be. There will be a lull where it's like, all right, we've used up the content that we have, and we don't have any like stuff, 
you know, in the back burner because we have to, to move on, right? I want right. to, I don't know when the lull will hit, but right now I think we're, we're still pretty good. The, the drip feed system that Netflix created um, works. Uh, unfortunately, from what I understand, things like The Boys and other shows uh, yeah. are not Netflix. They're not going to be following necessarily the Netflix model of, of release at all. Uh, because you know some of them are feeling the issue of, of, of content drought. So right. I believe the boy in particular is coming out with like three episodes right away and then the rest of the episodes week by week. Oh see I, I don't like that. I like the I like the Netflix uh, model where you get it all at once, right? Oh I, uh, I agree with yeah. you 100%. Uh, I don't see a lot of utility in in the week after week schedule, I know I, I know why they do it so that you know you keep on coming back. It helps with advertisers, all just and everything, right? Yeah. Something like Hulu or Amazon or um, yeah, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. This they they really should work on the scale of release everything at once, um, you know. But who knows? There's a whole bunch of things that uh, I'd like to watch, but it all comes down to when uh, when and if there's a uh, availability right and uh not just availability in this case but uh when and if uh the content uh drought ends did you ever see the rain no i I have not i think you have okay so i'm going to recommend you see the the rain and i'm going to recommend um anybody who's listening in as well um to see the rain they have um season one and two it's a netflix show again they have season one and two and season three is going to be released okay Mm -hmm. soon and i enjoyed season and two it's an interesting um take um it's uh there's no spoilers uh, when i say this because it's within the first 10 minutes you know there's um there's been some sort of something wrong with the environment um, that makes the rain toxic. Okay, so uh, what you have is um, parent, two parents feeding to a bunker um, with their two children. And uh, what ends up happening is that both of the parents die, we assume. And uh, the, the two kids, it's a an older sister and so I think the sister is probably I think she's like 15 16 her character at least and her brother is five or six maybe no maybe it's 10 um or 11 but you you see them in the bunker for about five years and then you skip forward right five to I think seven years they're in that bunker they're stuck there and she's taking care of her brother. So um, that's that's mm. the premise behind it is they, and then they link up with other survivors. So there are other survivors. They don't know what's happened in the world, but it's uh, where are they? Um, you definitely know the mom's died. You don't know what where the dad is, but, they, but they're the brother and sister, you know, team up with these other survivors and they, and they're going to find their parents. It's, it's almost like, um, it's a Danish show, and did you ever see the British show, The Survivors? Okay, the, yes, my I have. point with the sh- the British show, Survivors, is it left off on a 
a cliffhanger and we ne- and then they never picked it up. Okay, that was my problem with with the survivors, and I thought it was a really good show. Um, Serenia is sort of like the survivors, but this is the final, I believe, it's the final season, so it's going to have a complete arc as well. Okay, so I'm looking forward to it. I think you would enjoy it. I think if you enjoy dark, you'll enjoy the rain, because um, it's just in that that same genre so to speak and that's coming out that's coming out in yeah. august the third season so something for you know if you haven't seen it check it out yeah i, I definitely plan to i think that'll be interesting. yeah and hopefully you know uh we will get um did you see perry mason that was the new hbo do you yes. like it uh, of, yeah, uh, um, so far I'm enjoying it. I mean, they're taking Perry Mason and they're playing it more as a detective fiction rather than his, his lawyer side. Uh, you know, who knows? They might uh, advance it. I don't think this is like a Perry Mason, like this is going to be the start of like a okay. series. Uh, but, you know, as a limited series, I think it would be pretty interesting. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, well, I can't say that yeah. I'm necessarily like, I don't know. I didn't like engage me immediately but i think it's one of those where you have to like really pay attention to it i don't know i it but uh yeah that's an that's one that uh, that's another show that's getting a lot of good reviews which uh, one might want to check out if um they have and hbo follows the model of one episode each week (laughs) which again as you know i don't like Yeah, well, that's the way HBO generally does yeah. things, and uh, you know, but you know, they're they're really stuck on the old thing. As a, HBO Max becomes more yeah. and more of a thing, I definitely see it. Uh, uh, I definitely see them trying to change it. I think you're going to see. Um, hopefully, they'll go t- more towards the Netflix model. Yeah, as do I. I think the Netflix model is. Yeah. Yeah. sort of great idea i agree okay well um on that note yep. we, um thank you for joining us um on our discussion this is a game purely entertainment based um discussion opinions some thoughts on shows that we've seen and which we would recommend um to you to watch uh until next time when we drop something else um and uh, again happy july 4th everybody out there who's American listening in and um, yeah we will talk to you soon all right bye see you guys